Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to our recording uh, for today's sermon. Uh, whether you're watching this in the morning or in the afternoon, I hope this finds you well wherever and whenever it is uh, that you're tuning in. Uh, even with everything going on in the world, I hope that you know uh, that our church is here for you. We're praying with you and for you and just trusting that God is in control uh, through at this time. Uh, my name is Doug. I'm the English ministry pastor here at Lord's Love Church. And if I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, I would love to meet you uh, after this whole uh, pandemic and fiasco is, is over. I would love to get a chance uh, just to say hi in person uh, and to meet you and to see how uh, you are doing. Uh, today, I'm going to preach on the topic of ready to give our resources. And it might be an interesting topic uh, to speak on. And you're wondering, how is, is it that exactly came about uh, choosing this uh, topic? Well, uh, as we get ready for Easter, as we ready ourselves for the message of resurrection, for the truth of resurrection, for the truth of the gospel once again, uh, I, I found it fitting uh, for us to understand the message of generosity, of understanding God's heart, uh, what God will have us be as his people, having us understand the, genera the generous heart uh, of God. Because ultimately, we can't understand the resurrection. We can't understand the power of the cross. We can't understand the devastation and the humiliation of the cross without understanding the generosity of God either and how much it is that he exactly gave uh, for you and, and for me. And, and as we think of generosity, we often think of uh, huge give, amounts of money and giving in the world, like Bill and Melinda Gates, $127 million to their foundation, or Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla Chan, something like $214 million to their initiative. Uh, but I want to say to you this morning is that you as a Christian, if you call yourself a Christ follower, this power to be generous, this power to make a difference with the resources, uh, big or small, the resources that you have, and not just money, but your time, uh, the grace and the mercy uh, that you're called to live out uh, in the world, that you also have an opportunity to make a big difference uh, in this world. Uh, generosity isn't about uh, only about how much you give. It's not about that at all, because we know uh, with the story of the widow offering to the temple, offering uh, to giving her offering to God, it's not about how much you have, but it's about the heart. It's about uh, the heart of, of generosity. Uh, why is this important? Uh, why is this important for us to understand? It's because we're not talking about a prosperity gospel here. We're not talking about giving something in order to get uh, something from God. That's what the prosperity gospel is about. It's about doing something and twisting God's arm and then getting something in return. We're not talking about that at all. What I'm talking about is understanding God's heart, uh, God's heart of generosity, uh, God's heart for the world. And if you want to understand the heart of God, then you need to understand the heart, his heart, uh, his generous heart, because he is perfect generosity embodied. And if you want to make this world a better place, if you want uh, to make the difference and you want to live out the calling that you have received, to live a life worthy of the calling you've received from God, then you're going to want to understand what it means to live generously. Uh, honestly, because at this moment with COVID-19 and the pandemic happening right now, you have this amazing opportunity to display to the world what it means to give, what it means to be generous in a time where people are hoarding toilet paper, uh, they're hoarding Lysol wipes and hoarding hand sanitizer, hand sanitizers and meat and canned goods and, and masks, whatever it is. In, in this time, 
uh, for you to live in the ways of the gospel and the ways of Jesus is going to be attractive. It's going to be glorifying to God. It's going to point people towards Jesus. And the big idea is this this morning. As we read from the book of Proverbs, uh, Proverbs chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me there. We're going to camp out there for uh, the remainder of today. The big idea for today's talk is this, that to freely give is to truly gain. To freely give is to truly gain. Now you're thinking, well, Doug, how does that make any sense? Well, at all. Because in our time, in our culture, in the West, in Vancouver, in Canada, our understanding is that uh, scattering leads to poverty. That when you give something away, it leads to poverty. But when you withhold, that leads to an increasing of your own resources. That's the way we've grown up. That's the way we've been taught in the West. That's the way that our culture exists. And I guess in a way, it makes sense. Uh, If we look at it from a worldly perspective, if you give one roll of toilet paper away, you lose one roll of toilet paper. That's just how it works. Um, And that's the way that we've been taught. As I was preparing for the sermon this week, uh, something very, very interesting uh, happened uh, to us in our family. Right now, I'm actually not filming in our apartment. I'm filming in the basement of my in-law's house. Uh, Why? Well, it's because our apartment flooded uh, this uh, past Tuesday. Long story short, a fire sprinkler went off and it uh, flooded our bedroom and water went into literally every crevice, every corner of our apartment. So much so, seeped through the floors, down into the parkade. Also went out our front door uh, into the lobby and it made a U-turn and went out the, uh, the lobby and out of the building. Uh, that's how much water there was. But in this experience, it's not for you to feel sorry or feel pity for me, but I actually learned quite a few things about myself. And it's about the whole situation. Firstly, I learned how much water comes out of a water sprinkler. I know now that the system works because it's meant to save my life. Uh, except in this case, it... Did the opposite, uh, made my life a little bit more difficult. Uh, But I learned how much water comes out of a fire sprinkler. I learned uh, how helpless I felt uh, when all that water was coming down. I also learned uh, how much clothes weigh when it's soaked with water, especially a full body cotton cardigan when it's soaked with water, just how heavy that is because the water sprinkler went off. The sprinkler went off in our closet, so all our clothes, Jess and I, our clothes became soaked. Uh, but at the same time, I also learned just how uh, ironic and how funny God is because as I, as I was preparing for this sermon about how we have to let go of our resources, how we have to let go of uh, the material goods of our lives and how it can't have a hold on us, how it physically let it go, it exactly happened. I watched our apartment flood and our goods being ruined. Uh, and so God has a funny and timing in it all. I think the kicker yet was when I was trying to clear out our apartment and I was I clear out some of our dry goods and left it out in, in, in our little courtyard area and it started pouring rain. I was like, are you serious right now? And I pulled back what I could under the, uh, back into the undercover area and then I saw the painting that Cohen had. He's been trying to encourage our neighbors. So he painted a rainbow to remind them of God's promise and also uh, a picture that says we're all going to be okay. And I looked at that and I looked up at the sky at that moment. I also saw another rainbow because it was, it was just finished pouring down. And I I think at the moment, <laughs> I yelled out, uh, literally yelled out at the moment, God, not now. This is not a good time. But in the midst of all of that, I was reminded of just how good God is, how His promises are true through it all, that He has provided me with all of that. 
And what God can give, he can also take away, but it's also not for me to keep. But what I also learned was this, that the restoration company was clearing out our apartment this weekend. And these are people, this team of people, like I don't know how many people went into our apartment. Um, I've never met them. I've never spoken to them. I was wondering, this thought came to mind, that just by them coming to our apartment, by them looking at our goods, uh, looking at our personal belongings, looking at what we have in the apartment, I wonder what they think about us. I wonder what they make out, uh, out about us. Wonder, I wonder if these possessions really reflect who we are, what it says about us. And maybe that would speak to you too because there's a saying that uh, people can tell what's important to you by looking at your bank account, by looking at your, your statements. But I also think that people can see what's important to you and what you and, and the kind of person you are by looking at our personal goods as well. If someone walked into your, your room, your house, your apartment, uh, wherever it is that you live, uh, what kind of person would they say you are? Uh, would they get to know you a little bit more? So as we dive into the word right now, I flip open to Proverbs chapter 11. There's a lot we're going to learn in today's passage in terms of how we are meant to handle our resources, how we are to understand our hearts, how we are to understand the world, how we are to understand our interaction uh, with our resources and what God has blessed us with. And we're going to understand ultimately, again, this big idea that to freely give means to truly gain. And we're going to see how this is going to be true. So flip with me uh, to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 26, and the passage goes like this. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. So, so what is this passage talking about here? Uh, the book of Proverbs, written by King Solomon, who is known as to be the wisest man on earth, the son of King David. Uh, we see in this book of Proverbs, the book of, uh, which is part of the books of, of wisdom, we see how we are to understand uh, our resources and what God would have us give. Uh, well, how us understand our resources. Uh, the first um, example, there's a set of three examples here. The first example that we see of how uh, freely giving leads to truly gaining is found in verse 24. And I'll read it for us again. One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. That's the NIV. I love what the King James Version says, which I don't read very often, but I think it actually is helpful for us, even with this old English. Uh the King James goes like this, There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth, more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Now what is this talking about? Uh, how does giving freely, excuse me, lead to gaining even more? How does scattering uh, lead to increasing? Well, uh, it seems to go against mathematics, doesn't it? You know, to scatter away your goods leads to increasing. Like, how does that make sense? You don't gain one uh, roll of toilet paper. When you give away one roll of toilet paper, you don't gain more when you minus. Like, it seems like it goes against the world. But as you think about this in a deeper spiritual sense, maybe not in a physical sense, but even a deeper uh, spiritual sense, and all of life is spiritual, by the way, uh, you take it as an example of the farmer. The farmer scatters their seed and it leads to increasing. They scatter their seeds and plant their seed and sow their seeds so that there'll be an increasing 
of crop. You think about this in the banking world as well, maybe not in our current financial situation, um, but you think about investment. You, you put away some resources in the banking world to invest your money and you hope that you get an increasing uh, back from that. Uh, so even in, in the physical world, uh, we get to see that a little bit. But in our, in our sense right now, we, we tend to think that hoarding leads to increasing. But that's not true. Because when you give, even though your bank account, if you're talking about money, your bank account might become weaker. But you actually become a stronger person spiritually. Uh, also, you, 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 you get stronger in other ways as well. You think about the owner of a restaurant or a business. When you treat your, your employees well, uh, your company, your business becomes uh, stronger. <clears throat> your loyalty, the loyalty of your workers increases when you're generous and you treat them well. Uh, your, your, the good workers stay and the good workers want to come and work for you. The morale is up, the passion is up. So you see how generosity leads to uh, increasing. Uh, when you give away, it leads to an, a gaining, an increasing in, in other ways. But for you specifically, for us, as people, you're like, what are you talking about? I don't own a business. But for us, as, as you give, you do gain. Uh, but if you look only to the physical, it may seem like a loss. But when you look to the spiritual end of things, you've gained so much more. Well, what is it exactly that you've gained? Well, we see here at the end of verse 24 that uh, it says this, another withholds unduly, meaning the person that withholds thinks it's right. Uh, they think it's right for them to withhold, but it actually comes to poverty, leads them into poverty. And what is this poverty? It's a poverty in a spiritual sense. It's a poverty. Why is it poverty? It's because uh, the, 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 the ways of the possessions, the possession has a hold on you so that when you buy and you gain more, the more you want and the more you want, the more you buy and the more you buy and the more you have and the cycle keeps going on and on and on and on. And it leads to the spiritual poverty where you feel spiritually lost and you feel like that's what's spiritually significant for you but it never ultimately satisfies. So when you gain, when you what you give away, you actually gain even more for you as a Christian, as a person that follows after God. Why? Because when you give, you gain the gift of not wanting more. That you ultimately are satisfied in God. That the gift of not being, uh, you gain the gift of not being a slave to your own possessions. That it no longer has a hold on you. That's the gift. That's the gift that so many of us actually need, but none of us realize that, 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 that we're to get it. Uh, or realize we even want it, but we think that we can find our joy in the possessions that we have. But the true gift is actually in the giving away of it, where it has no hold on your life anymore. And, and Jesus, he talks about this in Luke chapter 16, uh, verse 10 to 14. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you your uh, give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. There it is. You can't serve both God and money. Whatever occupies your heart, it can either be God or 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 not God. Uh, it can't be both. Uh, so here you gain the gift of. Of, of letting go of those possessions where it no longer has a hold on you. So when you give away, you're saying, God, I am following you and you you, you are the one that I follow. You're the one that fills my heart. 
um, not the material possessions, not the ways of the world, not the temptations of the world, but God, you alone. So when you give, you're giving away the powers that these resources have on you. And when you give, it's not only the other person or whatever it is that you're giving to gains. Uh, not only they benefit, but you benefit as well. The second example uh, that we get here is found in the next verse, in verse 25, of how freely giving leads to gaining. Verse 25 says this, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. This word for generous is the same word that's used to describe God in James uh, chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously uh, to all without finding fault. So this word for generous that describes this generous person is the same word that describes our generous God. And this person who lives in this generous way, a generous person, who, they will prosper. And how are we to understand that? Uh, how are we to understand this prospering? Again, I've already mentioned that we're not uh, talking about the prosperity gospel. We're not talking about uh, gaining, uh, giving just to gain. Uh, but there is a prospering from this when you give, that it leads to a gaining in your life. Uh, this word for prosper uh, means to become fat. Uh, that's the literal uh, translation uh, of that word. Now, wh wh why use that word? Well, we got to transfer ourselves back to biblical times, uh, back to Old Testament times, back to when this was written. Uh, and we need to understand this, that back in the day, it was seen to be a blessing uh, to be fat. Uh, in a way, uh, when the grandparents you know, make fun of Ryan, our daughter, and Cohen, my son, our son, uh, for them gaining weight, uh, even though that's in our culture, it might hurt their feelings. What they really are saying is that they're doing healthy, that they're glad that they're eating well, and that they're, 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 they're healthy and, 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 and blessed. Uh, it was the same back in the day that it's a sign that you're well off and uh, if you were larger and heavier and if you were skinny, then you were seen as being poor. Uh, if you were larger and heavier, then you'll see that you've made it in the world, that you're doing well, that you're successful. Uh, if you're larger and pale, uh, so you're fair skin, that's even a bonus because it shows that you're high class. But you're, if you were dark and skinny, uh, then uh, it was seen as the opposite. You're of lower class. Uh, how times have changed with tanning salons everywhere. We love to go to the beach and get dark, uh, go on all sorts of diets. Uh, times are definitely different uh, now. But we're also seeing uh, Huffington Post, there's a, some scientific research to that, that when you give and you're generous and you give away your resources, it leads to also a, a physical uh, blessing, a, a benefiting uh, from it. Uh, an article written in 2017 titled, Seven Science-Backed Reasons Why Generosity is Good for Your Health. Uh, they, they quoted universities like UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, University of Buffalo, and also uh, the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, and they named examples like, like reasons like this. If you give, if you're generous, it keeps uh, your stress at check. It boosts your happiness at work. It leads to a longer life. Your marriage will be stronger. It's better for your mental health, just to name a few. Now, again, uh, we understand scripture and the Bible that in our lives, that our lives aren't just physical, but it's also spiritual. And here we understand that this blessing isn't so much a physical sense, though God can bless us physically. Uh, he, uh, the scriptures talk about more of, and Solomon understands this, this even more, that's about a spiritual blessing, that we're in a spiritually healthy place, that the gener generous person is 
spiritually prosperous, is spiritually blessed. And that's how we are to understand that, that when we give, we're tapping into uh, God's heart. And God uh, blesses that. He makes us spiritually beefy, that we are spiritually getting gains. Uh, that's for you if you go to the gym, uh, that you, you're gaining a, 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 a blessing in the spiritual realm of things. And we see this also uh, in the second part of verse 25, that the person who is generous uh, will prosper, but whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. And this word for refreshing uh, can be literally translated as to water abundantly. So I can translate it as whoever waters others will be watered abundantly uh, themselves. And again, uh, just like with the whole um, being larger and being a blessing, uh, we had to transfer ourselves to understanding that water back in the day was a, a sacred, a, a, was a, 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 a was a costly resource. They didn't have taps like us. You go to the kitchen, you go to the washroom, you go to your hose in your backyard, and you turn it on, and and there's water just then and there for you. And we were thankful to live in the world where you can, it's even drinkable, uh, right straight out of the the tap. Uh, so water was an important commodity. So here is saying that if this person, instead of keeping the water for themselves, if they were watering other people, they themselves will be spiritually watered, that, they, that, that their thirst will be quenched, that they won't be in need either. And I'm just thinking about that uh, for us. Uh, maybe a practical example for you at this moment is what are some of these important commodities of our uh, of our moments, of your life, of your time? It might not be water because most of us in Vancouver and Lower Mainland have access uh, to water, but how can you quote unquote water people around you? What is that important resource that you could give away? Uh, maybe it's your energy, uh, that your focus uh, on other people. Maybe it is physical resources like like, uh, like your finances that you can bless other people with. Maybe it is your time. I think time is an important commodity. Uh, and I think that's why so many of us struggle with it now where we're trapped and confined to our houses and our, our, our places of living that we don't know what to do with the time uh, that we have now. But maybe it is your time that you can give your time to other people and that you would also be watered uh, in, in, in return. Uh, we're reminded of this, that the resources that we have aren't our own, but we're meant to sow it into other people. More importantly, we're meant to sow it into the kingdom of God. And we see this in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, 6-9, to nine, uh, where the Apostle Paul says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Uh, as it is written, they have freely scattered the gifts to the poor. The righteousness endures forever. We often read that in terms of church offering uh, with our finances. And yes, uh, we are to give to God uh, in, in the response to what he has given to us. But again, uh, finances is actually the, um, just one of the items. There's so many more resources that we have to give to God's kingdom. Not just only our finances, but our time, our resources, uh, grace to other people, forgiveness, and mercy. Uh, that uh, whatever has been given to us, we're meant to dispense that to the world as all uh, as well. So, in order, to, uh, when you freely give, 
you gain so much more that God is blessing you in the spiritual realms that, realms that when you give away your resources, you're spiritually getting gains and you're spiritually beefing up so that as we're reminded here in verse 8 in 2 Corinthians from Paul that that you're able to make it through all times, that you have all that you need, that you understand that this life is more than the physical but the spiritual and that there's an internal well uh, coming out of you that can never be uh, quenched. The third example, the third and last example we see is in verse 26. Uh, People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. We see this in our day and age now. People aren't happy when they hoard the toilet paper. That person that buys all the masks and then resells it uh, in the parking, uh, in the park. The person in wherever it is in BC that bought those carts of meat. Uh, people don't like it. Uh, it rubs them the wrong way when they see people hoard uh, goods. Uh, and this passage is talking about grain. Uh, again, transfer yourself back into biblical times. Grain was an important commodity. And what happened when you hoard? When you hoard Lysol wipes, uh, it's the same as when you hoard Lysol wipes. It is the same when you hoard grain. When you hoard something and there's no access to uh, for people around you, it drives the price up. Now, when you hoard, uh, it, it makes it more expensive, whether it's uh, grain, hand sanitizers, mask, whatever it is. But people, they pray blessings on the one who is willing to sell. Because why? Because they're actually considerate. They're considerate of the people around them. That It's not even just giving it away. It says in the end of verse 26 there that they're willing to sell it. So they're willing to sell it at market price. They're willing to sell it for a fair uh, price, a market value. Um, and, and that's a blessing. People are blessed by that. Uh, we, we see here in this word for hoard, it means to hinder, to keep away, or to hold back. So it means that you actually have the ability to bless the people around you. In this example with grain, but to bless the people with your time, uh, with your resources, with grace, uh, with mercy, with forgiveness. You're able to dispense all those kind of resources in your life, but you're hoarding it. You're holding it back, saying it's yours to keep. Uh, you're not going to give it away and you're not going to let other people benefit from that. It means that you have the power to make a difference, but you actually don't do anything about it. You have the power to bless, to support, and to love the others around you, to make a difference ultimately, to make the world a better place as we're called to as Christians, but you don't. And and that leads to um, uh, a negativity in the community, leads to a negativity uh, in, in the world around us. So there's encouragement for us here that we're meant to give. And when we give, we truly gain. That when you show mercy, you show compassion, you show generosity, kindness, and considerations of those that are in need, uh, not only will they be blessed, but you will also be blessed by it. That your relationship with other people will be better, but ultimately your relationship with God will be better because you're living out the sacrificial ways of Jesus. You're living out the sacrificial ways that the, that the Holy Spirit prompts us to live in, in the everyday. Because ultimately, this is the truth, guys. Why is any of this really that important? Because when we live out the generous, uh, when we live out generosity, 
we understand God's generosity because God had every power and every right not to be generous to us. He did not need to give us compassion. He did not need to give us mercy. He did not need to give us grace. He did not need to forgive us. He did not need to even go on the cross, ultimately go on the cross to die for you and for me and to give us salvation. God did not need to do any of that. But yet, out of His generosity, out of His kindness, out of His forbearance and His patience for us, He gave up His life for you and for me. And we ought to live that out. If we truly understand that, we would live that out uh, as well. And I hope that that would wreck us, that that truth would ruin us and break our hearts today, that when we give, whether it's to our community, to people in need, when we give to God through through offering in the church, uh, when we give to God uh, through to His people, uh, to the world, that it won't come out of just because I have to, but it'll come out of a response. And we understand that when we give, it's not just to get, even though that is true, but we are living out the ways of Jesus Christ. Um, so I hope that today in this passage here, we, we're reminded that when we freely give, ultimately we truly gain. We gain a perspective of perspective of the kingdom. We gain a perspective of the world. We see the world and the ways that Jesus will have it. That when we give away our goods and our possessions and what we think we earned, but ultimately is from God, we those possessions and the ways of the world and the ways of the culture will lose its grip on you and lose its grip on me so that we can live the life, the resurrection life that God has promised for us. A life that is free, a life that's not held down by anything of this world, a life that's walking step in step with Christ until we ultimately see him again in heaven. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this morning, this afternoon, whenever it is that we're listening to. We thank you, God, for your generosity, for your heart, how you lived a perfect life and, and, and died for us on the cross and rose again on the third day and now ascended into heaven so that we can have a relationship with you. Father, I pray, God, that the things of this world will not have a hold on us, that we'll let go of the grip of it, uh, and, and instead of holding on to those, instead of holding on to the wealth, Lord, we hold on to your hand, hold on to your truth, hold on to what it is that you've called us to live. Father, I pray that as a church, as a people, God, that you raise up a generous uh a generation for you, that we will be generous in our time, generous in our giving, generous with our resources, generous in our mercy and in our love, in our patience, in our forgiveness, that we will live out the life of Jesus to all those around us, especially during this time of COVID-19, that you will use us as the people of God to make a difference for your kingdom so that people will know that Jesus Christ is alive, that Jesus Christ is real, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that he has the and the power that you have the ability to save and may all those who call on the name of the lord be saved and it is in the name of jesus christ that we pray amen